This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM Dunedin's awesome morning show. And today we have uh, Paul Pope from the Peninsula. Uh, Morena, Paul. Morena, how are you today? It's, uh, yeah, I'm from the Otago Financial Community Board. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for the, doing the intro. I'm a bit new at this, so we're, um, I'm just excited, actually, to find out what's going on over there. Oh, OK. That's cool. Well, there's always plenty going on on the Peninsula. So I hear there's uh, been celebrations at Lanark Castle. Yeah, so uh, Lanark Castle uh, had its 150th anniversary um, and uh, it was a very swanky dinner, which uh, I was lucky enough to attend, but um, uh, had been a bit delayed because of COVID. Right. I guess really the important thing here is just how much um, influence, I suppose, William Lanark had on not only the peninsula, but also, I suppose, on Dunedin. Um, And some of those things, obviously... um, some of those things are probably a little bit uh, on the negative side, I suppose. Uh, you know, you think about his untimely demise and other bits and pieces. Yeah. But the other side to that is um, things like, for example, he founded the AMP, so uh, which was only just recently finished in the Otago Peninsula, um, because he actually was um, had a quite a significant farm and was quite an innovator in farming on the peninsula. Mm. Um, and I suppose also now we have this uh, iconic. Um, tourist destination based on you know his uh, his plans for uh, his plans for the uh, the the rest of the for the property. Fantastic, and and even the demise. I mean, that's part of the history, isn't it? That's um... yeah, yeah, it is. I suppose um, yeah, it is part of that. And and um, you know, the, of course, I don't know if you've ever read Owen Marshall's book, The Larnets, uh, which looks at the, at, the, at potentially the the relationship between his eldest son and his uh, his third wife. Oh yes, um, yeah. um, uh, which was very uh, obviously a bit controversial, but also something that um, uh, is, is is sort of part of the the, the Larnac legacy and part of the uh, the Larnac um, mystery, I suppose. Yeah, and and uh, and a lot a lot of influence over Dunedin, really, isn't it? And in- absolutely, and I think. Um, yeah, there was certainly a, a large influence on the city, and um, you know, plays a part in that uh, in that Scottish culture, that Scottish heritage that we have here. So the fest, the festivities were good. Uh, festivities were were excellent, uh, and it was a, a quite a quite an amazing dinner, and uh, with entertainment and other things, uh, and uh, a chance for me to pop on my suit. Uh, which I don't wear very often. Nice. It's um, such a lovely place, isn't it? I mean, just the gardens, the, the venue is a fabulous place. Oh, fabulous place. And I think uh, a lot of credit to the Barkers. They've spent uh, decades uh, restoring the castle, bringing it up to what it is today. And uh, I think that's the other thing. I think Larnock's castle today really is a sort of a, flagship of uh, heritage restoration and history in Dunedin. Yeah, I mean, like Larnock started everything he did and, and it has a legacy. What the Barkers did has a legacy too, doesn't it? That they exactly. put the effort in and it came out that, exactly. we, that we have this amazing place. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And um, so we're also uh, talking about the walkers and the cyclists. 
on the peninsula. Yeah, so, yeah, so as we progress with the peninsula connection and the new shared pathway and, and the widened road and other bits and pieces, it's probably just a reminder to, to not only to locals but also to visitors that it is, as I say, a shared pathway. And um, occasionally we hear a little bit of frustration both from cyclists and from walkers um, just about um, the coexistence on the, on the walkway itself. Yeah. Look, the reality is this is quite a new thing uh, for not only the peninsula but the city. And we just need to uh, all just take a little bit of time, take a breath just to uh, respect one another and uh, respect each other as users of that side. So that means if you're a biker, letting people know that um, you're, you're coming up to pedestrians or people on there, um, perhaps uh, giving them a warning. I know a lot of people talk about bells. I think everyone, uh, everyone over 40 remembers what a bell was for, but a lot of people uh, younger than that don't remember what bells are for. So there's a bit of that too. Uh, I think for the walkers, look, keeping left, uh, keeping your dog on a lead, uh, make it, and, and one of the other things that comes up is making sure that you've got uh, the little bag for those uh, deposits that yes. Rover happens, may happen to leave behind. So, you know, it's it's just a call to people just to uh, be calm and uh, just just take take a breath and just make sure that uh, we're all going to uh, get on on this uh, fantastic walkway. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an amazing cycleway walkway. I mean, um, I've done the, the cycleway a few times um, as it's sort of growing longer and longer. Um, and it is an incredible asset. It's it's an amazing place to go. Um, Absolutely. I'd say the one thing is uh, walkers or runners that have AirPods in their ears uh, yep. can be a difficulty. I have often rung my bell and, of course, they don't hear you. Yeah. So we and, have to have and, a little bit think- of tolerance, I think, around these things. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing, and uh, a little bit of tolerance amongst everybody. No one has the right of way. Remembering too that we've got the shoulder lanes, which are there specifically uh, for those riders, uh, and there are training riders who perhaps uh, want to pick up some speed, and uh, obviously in training. And we see a lot of those guys, uh, men and women, using that. And um, that's another thing, perhaps uh, for some of the cyclists on the shared path, just making sure they keep their speed down. Mm. But like I say, uh, pedestrians have a role there as well. I, I guess I have a foot in uh, in both camps. I do a bit of biking and I do a bit of a bit of walking as well. So, mm. um, from my perspective, it's just trying to keep everyone happy. Yeah. There are coming up soon from the city council. We're just waiting for NZTA to approve chevrons and some markings uh, that are standardised across the country for the peninsula connection, and uh, that will help as well. But just at the moment, just as I say, was this, while it's a new thing, mm. um, and when the weather starts to get better, we just make sure that we have that peaceful coexistence. Yeah, fantastic. Just, just actually while I'm actually on the Peninsula Connection too, mm. um, just a couple of small things that may interest your, your uh, listeners is that the uh, section uh, through what we call the cutting near Fletcher House, that's just about to go out to tender shortly, mm. and um, that will mean that that difficult narrow uphill section uh, out of Broad Bay, uh, that's going to have a um, a pathway extended through there as well, and that's going to make that fantastic. Oh, that would be and, fantastic. And that, and, and that will mean that effectively all of the ride or walk from uh, right round from the city through to Portobello will will have a um, some sort of shared pathway uh, arrangement 
through there. That's and, great um, news. The last time I went, I got to Broad Bay and didn't quite thought it was a little bit dangerous to go over that road, just for me personally. Um, so yep. that's really good news. Yeah, look, um, that, that's coming. It's going to take a little while, but that will be coming soon. And, and I imagine contractors will start to see contractors begin that early next year. So uh, for those people who don't live on the peninsula, who are perhaps visiting, um, you know, that that's coming as well. We're in the process of just finishing off a, a stage one of the of the Portobello Township area, yeah. and uh, next year we should see stage two get get cranking as well. And that will take you all the way through the village of Portobello, out past the school, and join up to the the next section which runs between Portobello and Harwood. So um, that will all be part of that as well. So it's looking positive. I'm very excited. That's uh, big bike rides for me coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, that's the other thing. What we're finding too, uh, we're we're getting people that are using public transport. They're perhaps uh, bringing their bike out to uh, McAndrew Bay or or another part of the peninsula, having a shorter ride, perhaps going and having a cup of coffee at uh, in McAndrew Bay or Portobello or, and, um, or, or stopping and having their lunch. And uh, once the Portobello section stage one is finished, you'll find there's going to be a fabulous area down by the water where people can sit, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be a great part to that as well. Oh, it's such a beautiful part of our city, and we're so lucky to have it, and uh, it's great that it's opening up to everybody. And I'm fortunate enough it's my hometown. Oh, great. And um, boating, boating on the water. Yeah, look, it's probably just a time. I'm, I, look, I have, a, I have a small boat and we use the harbour quite a bit. And, um, in fact, a lot of the community out of the peninsula, people have boats and yachts and other bits and pieces. Look, recently there was another tragedy on the Manukau Bar um, recently and, and our drowning statistics in New Zealand are terrible. Right. And um, I'm just just a call out to, as I say, all those people, Pat's from town and all those people on the peninsula who are thinking about getting their boat ready and starting to think about uh, catching the big one or uh, doing a little bit of uh, snorkeling or whatever it is. It's a real time in our harbour to also consider, as I say, their safety. So it's all about wearing your life jacket, telling people where you're going, making sure you've got some communications and being prepared and experienced for the conditions. So, yeah. Um, because, as I say, our drowning statistics in New Zealand are awful. Mm. Um, it's particularly common in, in men and uh, in young men. So uh, we we don't want to have to to have a tragedy in our in the harbour. Uh, and and we want people, as I say, if they're coming out to the peninsula, to use our boat ramps and use our water, our, our bays, and other bits and pieces to be safe. Yeah. Keep away from the booze, and uh, make sure you wear your life jacket. And uh, as I say, be prepared for the conditions. Excellent, really, really good advice. And um, spring, I have here. Love is in the air for our wildlife. What's happening over there? Oh, well, look, uh, spring is always that time. We're all 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 starting to feel the love. As I say, we've come out of the long depths of winter, uh, and uh, we're starting to uh, enjoy some some longer days and some warmer days. Uh, but of course, for wildlife, that also means for them pairing off and uh, finding partners and uh, starting to do the things that uh, wildlife does, and that uh, hopefully produce uh, young. And I suppose it's a it's a good time to remind people too. Um, the breeding season for sea lions uh, comes up as, as about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will start to produce their pups uh, probably around towards the beginning of next year, maybe early at the end of this year. Yeah. 
Um, also, of course, yellow yellow eye penguins uh, start to sit on their nest. Um, and it's probably a time to remember when you're coming out to the peninsula, if you're visiting the peninsula, or even if you live out on the peninsula, you know, keep control of your dog if you're visiting a beach, um, making sure that you're giving animals plenty of space. Enjoy them while you can. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there's some pretty depressing uh, reports about um, loss of biodiversity across not only New Zealand but across the world. So, so it's we just all a have matter to play of our part, don't we, in protecting it? it. Yep, yeah, exactly. And it's just a matter of, as I say, making sure that we enjoy those uh, opportunities, but at the same time uh, we act in a way that, that's responsible. And if, if you need information, there's plenty of information outside and, and all of the various uh, outlets and, and businesses across the peninsula. But there's also information online about what you should and shouldn't do. Um, the other day, uh, I happened to cross, about three weeks ago, we happened to cross a, a, a leopard seal, which mm-hmm. is a really rare visitor to uh, to the Otago Peninsula. They come mm-hmm. all the way from Antarctica. Wow, that's um, amazing. Uh, so that's a, that's a really interesting visitor to come here. Um, but, you know... Those kind of opportunities exist, but as I say, they come with some responsibilities. Yeah. And we're just hoping that uh, everyone keeps our uh, our wildlife and themselves safe. Fantastic. Well, Paul, that was um, so much information. That was fantastic. There's so much going on over there. Um, and I thank you for your time for telling us about it. We'll look forward to using the, the walkway and the cycleway in a, in a safe way to... to um, get in the water but with knowledge and safety and um, and it's great that Lanark Castle is having, having its celebration so um, thanks so much for talking to me It's my pleasure and I uh, hope you and your listeners have a great day, Kakite. Thank you, bye Bye. That was Round the Boards updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM, Dunedin's awesome morning show For more information about Dunedin's six community boards and contact details, visit the Dunedin City Council website, dunedin.govt.nz or phone 477-4000. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.